direct, continuous access to the creator of the world. If we could understand this, and if we can believe this, it should have a profound effect on our life. The effect that that should have is a life of prayer. This is Nita Erlene, and you are listening to the TRC Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is taken from a message that Tori Bjorkland, president of TRC Ministries, gave in Sri Lanka. We have edited out the translation, although you will occasionally hear spots where Tori and the translator overlap. Here is Tori speaking on the life of prayer. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Just praise you, Jesus. I lift your name on high, Jesus. I ask that you would be honored in everything that I say today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Pour out for me the rivers of living water. Flood this congregation with the living water. Speak to their hearts what you want them to hear. Anoint my lips to speak the words of the Holy Spirit in order that Jesus might be lifted up and glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. While we were singing and I was praying, I had a small glimpse I had a small glimpse of the love that Jesus has for you. I saw his pleasure as you were worshiping and praising him. And it filled my heart with the love of Jesus for you as well. And it makes me so honored to be here with you today. Pastor taught me a phrase. I want to use it. Forgive me in advance if I ruined your language. (laughs) I'd like you to open up your Bibles, if you have them, to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read verse 18. Ephesians 6.18 And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now if you would, at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In both of these passages, Paul says that we are to pray continuously. To the Ephesians, he says, pray in the Spirit at all times. To the Thessalonians, he said, pray without ceasing. The Bible is clear that there are not specific times set aside for prayer. Prayers are not something that we offer on special occasions. Unlike other religions, Christianity does not have a specific time set aside for prayer. The primary reason for this is because the central teaching of Christianity is we have a continuous direct access to Jesus and His Father. You're aware of this, right? Yes, we have continuous, direct access to Jesus and His Father. This is sometimes difficult to believe for people. I want to to, uh, have us look at three verses in John 14 so, so you can see where this comes from. John 14, verses 16, 17, 20, and 23. 
And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Verse 20. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Verse 23. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. You see, there are three things that Jesus tells us here. As his, belief, as his followers, He gives us the Holy Spirit. And as those who obey Him, He and His Father come and make their home within us. We have the entire body of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father, the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit and the Father within us when we are believers and followers of Jesus. This is a difficult truth for us sometimes to understand. We can have the full presence of God dwelling within us. Because we have the presence of Jesus and His Father dwelling in us, we can have a continuous conversation with them. This is something that God wants from us, a continuous conversational relationship. In my opinion, this is one of the most important truths of Christianity. What should be our response if we can have direct, continuous access to the Creator of the world? If we could understand this, and if we can believe this, it should have a profound effect on our life. The effect that that should have is a life of prayer. Why would we not use the opportunity to be communicating directly with Jesus and His Father? Do you know that this is how Jesus lived His life when He walked on the earth in the body? He demonstrated a life of prayer. From Him we learn what a life of prayer looks like. In John 14.10, he says, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Did you see that he said the words he speaks are not on his own initiative, but it is the Father who abides in him that gives him the words to speak. And it was the Father inside of him who did the work. Jesus, as he walked in the body, depended on the presence of his Father to provide the direction and initiative of everything he did. In order to do this, he had to be in constant communication with his Father. This is something that we also can have. Now today I don't have time to go into great detail on this truth, but let me clarify one thing about this teaching of praying in the Spirit without ceasing. Praying in the Spirit here, in that passage in Ephesians, does not necessarily mean speaking in tongues. It is true that when we pray in tongues, we are praying in the Spirit. But Paul was not encouraging us to pray in tongues continuously without ceasing. Praying in tongues is not the only way to pray in the Spirit. 
We pray in the Spirit anytime our spirit interacts with the Spirit of God directly. We can actually learn how to interact with the Holy Spirit in every circumstance that we face in our life. We can actually learn to do this continuously without ceasing. When we do this, we are depending on God's interaction with us to fulfill His desire for us to walk according to the Spirit. Now, it doesn't automatically happen that we communicate with the Holy Spirit on a continuous basis. We have to learn how to do this. If it happened automatically, Paul would not have said to do it because it would have done, been done automatically. So how is it that we develop a continuous communication in our relationship with God? We need to do four things. The first thing is that we have to believe that God wants to have that kind of relationship with us. God wants to make His home in us and communicate through the Holy Spirit to us on a continuous basis. And He wants us to speak with Him as well. He wants it to be an interactive relationship. The Bible is full of instructions for us to bring our prayers to God. It is also full of God's desire to interact with us. He wants to be that voice behind us telling us, this is the way, walk in it. Do you believe this? Do you believe that he wants to have, that Jesus' Father wants to have an interactive relationship with us? If you can believe this, which sometimes is difficult to believe, you can move on to the second step. The second thing we must do is learn how to do it. One of the greatest hindrances to a life of prayer is a feeling of guilt that we aren't doing it right. When we feel guilty, we become discouraged and we give up. But I want to show you that even the apostles had to learn how to pray. You may remember in Matthew 17 when Jesus took three of his disciples up on the mountain. And then Jesus, he was praying and he became illuminated. He became white and light was coming out of him. And then Elijah and Moses showed up and he began to converse with them. You remember this. Right after this experience, Jesus came down from the mountain and found that his disciples that had been down there were unable to cast out a demon. And after Jesus then cast out the demon, the disciples came and asked, why could we not do this? We find the answer in Matthew 17, verse 20 and 21. Let's look at this. Matthew 17, verse 20 and 21. You see, Jesus was telling them that their faith was too little and that this kind of demon comes out only through prayer and fasting. But when Jesus had cast out the demon, if you look at that, did he actually pray at that time? No, what he actually did is he rebuked the demon and commanded it to leave. You see, Jesus was already in the habit of praying and fasting, and he had a life of prayer. But his disciples didn't have the life of prayer that it took 
to have the power to cast out that particular demon. So if Jesus' disciples and the apostles of the Christian church at one time did not have the prayer life they needed, we do not need to feel guilty if we have to learn it also. Later when Jesus was aware that he was about to be crucified, he asked his disciples to come with him into the garden as he prayed. He was in great distress. He asked his disciples, you stay here and pray. I'm going to go a little ways over here and pray. And he came back after praying for a while and his disciples were asleep. And he said, can't you pray with me at least just for one hour? And he went away again and prayed by himself. But his disciples were sleepy and they went back to sleep. You see, they, had, they did not have the prayer life that they needed at that time. Yet shortly after that, when Jesus was risen from the grave and he told them to go into Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit to give them power, we find in Acts chapter 1 verse 14 that they were continually devoting themselves to prayer. They were now learning how to pray continuously. And by the time we see in Acts chapter 6, the apostles were saying, we need to devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the Word. We see at that time that prayer was their primary ministry. These were the very men that didn't have the prayer life to allow them to cast out a demon. These were the same men that couldn't pray with Jesus in his distress for even one hour. And we see now that they have learned how to make their primary ministry prayer, even before the preaching of the Word. Even the prophet in the Old Testament, Samuel, he needed to be taught how to hear the Word of God. When God spoke to him, he didn't even recognize that it was God. And yet he became one of the greatest prophets of God ever to live. You should not feel ashamed if you don't have the prayer life that you think you should have. Instead, simply enter the same school that the apostles entered, the school of the Holy Spirit. Do not become discouraged and stop praying. You must learn how to pray. Let the Holy Spirit guide you into the truth of prayer. And remember that that core truth is that the creator of the entire world wants to have an interactive relationship with you. So we need to believe that. We need to learn how to pray. And the way we learn how to pray is we need to practice it. Learning to pray is like learning anything else. If you want to learn to play an instrument, you can't do it without practice. Learning to have an interactive relationship with Jesus and the Spirit of God takes practice. What you want to do is set aside time just like you would if you were going to practice an instrument. Pick a time to practice praying. But set aside a small amount of time at first. Don't think that you're going to pray two hours every day if you haven't learned to pray yet. You may be able to pray two hours if you have others to pray with. But if you want to learn to pray with just you and the Spirit of Jesus in your personal prayer time, you need to start with a smaller amount of time. Commit to taking, say, 15 minutes every day. 
and simply practice praying the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith looks like asking God to do the things that you know He already wants to do. Ask Him to speak to you through the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to give you opportunity to speak to others about Jesus. And watch, as He does these things, you will grow in your faith. And as you grow in your faith, those 15 minutes will become 20 and then 30. And eventually, after some time of praying, you may have to go to your work. And you'll carry your praying with you as you go there. And eventually, as you're doing your work, you'll become aware that the Spirit of God is speaking to you about your work. You may be aware that the Spirit is telling you this person is ready to hear about Jesus Christ. It starts with a simple amount of time. It starts with a simple amount of time and grows from there. The last thing that we need to do after we believe, after we learn, and after we practice, is that we need to begin to focus on the, on the spiritual side of our life. What that means is to realize that it's not simply our food, for example, that gives us strength, but also the Spirit of God gives us strength. We began to realize what Jesus meant when He said that the Word of God is what sustains us. We need to focus our mind on the things of Jesus rather than the things of this earth. As we began to focus on the spiritual things in this life, the things of this earth will become less and less important to us. And as the things of this earth, like belongings, a new car, a new watch become less important to us. We began to hear the Spirit of God speaking to us about the spiritual things. And as you, be, as you pray, ask God to help you to focus on the spiritual things He wants you to understand. And then we need to focus on the will of God. We need to ask God in our times of prayer to expose, to, to show us His will with a commitment to obeying what He shows us. It was a time of prayer, for example, that, that I was re, it was revealed to me that He wanted me to come to Sri Lanka. I had never been to Sri Lanka, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit had spoke to my heart that He wanted me to go overseas, and I didn't know where. And I kept praying, show me your will of where you want me to go. And then a friend of mine told me he was coming to Sri Lanka to conduct a crusade and asked if I would like to come with him. And immediately, I didn't need to go into my prayer time, immediately the Spirit told me, this is what I want you to do. I may not have heard the Spirit speak to me then if I had not been practicing prayer in those special times. So again, I want to encourage you that God, the Father of Jesus Christ, wants to have an interactive relationship with you. Please believe this. But it won't happen if you don't seek to learn how to do that. It will happen if you practice interacting with Him. And you need to set aside the love of the things of the world so that they don't distract you from the spiritual things that are happening in the Spirit.
Let me encourage you to seek a life of prayer. You can learn to pray in the Spirit at all times. And when you do that, you will, your faith will grow and you will experience answers to your prayer on a regular basis. Father, we ask You that You would teach us to pray. That You will call us out on a regular basis. That You will call us to a personal time that we can interact with You. Jesus, teach us to pray just as You taught Your disciples. May Your Holy Spirit be speaking to us more loudly than the things of this world. Encourage us when we are discouraged. And give us the faith to believe that you want to do great things through us. And I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening in today. Our vision at TRC Ministries is to see individuals fulfill their calling under the authority of the church using the resources of the kingdom of God. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And for more information on TRC Ministries or to contact us, go to www.regenerationcenter.org.